welcome to this week's episode of Reading with the Lights Off, where I am joined by indie authors to talk all about books and romance. This episode may contain explicit content, so grab those earbuds. I hope that you enjoy this week's episode. So welcome to Reading with the Lights Off. I, I appreciate you coming on, especially with the big time difference. Oh, yeah. So I, I feel like this is the one of the biggest time differences I've done besides what I do. Um, so I have another podcast trading pages that I do with my sister, Bronwyn. Mm-hmm. And she and I, she lives in Idaho. I don't know how familiar you are with, with American geography. Um, slightly familiar. Sort of familiar. So I'm definitely where things are. So um I'm on the East Coast. So I'm closest to you. I'm in like the Maryland oh, yeah. DC area. Yes, yes. And then she's on not quite all the way to the West Coast, but northern Idaho, up by Canada, like almost not quite all the way to the western coast, but pretty far over. Yeah. And so yeah, so that so this is my longest distance podcast <laughs> to date. Wow. So anyway, uh, Sarah Bailey is a published author, and I'll just let her introduce herself, and because you know I'd love to hear from your perspective about you and and your books. Okay, well I'm Sarah Bailey. Um, as you can hear, I have a, a British accent. I'm actually from England, but I currently live in Scotland. I have done for the past god two years now because uh, I have family here. Um, and I am indie published, obviously. I have my own publishing company, which is called Twisted Tree Publications. And I predominantly write dark romance. Um, dark romance. Yes. I love it. <laughs> um, not all of my books are like dark. They're varying scales of like dark. But um, yeah, I predominantly write dark romance because um, I enjoy it. Um, it's one of my favorite genres. I read a lot of it. Um, I predominantly read romance these days if it doesn't have some romance in it then I'm like no thank you (laughs) I know I'm the same way and I'm like unless unless the minimum there is kissing happening but even that like that's not enough for me anymore like there's gotta be some spice some heat to it otherwise I'm like I'm not interested (laughs) I'm the same um I definitely write high heat romances like my very very spicy like people like have commented on you know my my steamy time so that's what I'm kind of known for doing in a lot of ways so what what draws you to dark well actually for our listeners can you define I mean is it definable what kind of like dark romance like what are the elements of it uh, a dark romance gosh there are so many different definitions and the, the people's view of it is wide ranging but I think mm-hmm. the kind of core elements of a dark romance is you have uh, your hero is not a hero he isn't usually an anti-hero um, Ooh, see I like that I like yeah. 
he's, <laughs> he's problematic. He's very problematic. No joke. Dark romance is extremely problematic. But the thing for me is I write dark romance for adults who know the difference between fiction and reality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you you usually always have an anti-hero. Sometimes the heroine is also – you can have anti-heroines. Um one of the biggest things for me is there is usually a power imbalance between the hero and the heroine, um, which is quite important. And a lot of people seem to miss that this is a big factor of dark romance. You can also have elements of uh, dubious consent. That's a big thing too. Um, but it's just, and, it, and a lot of them deal in like dark topics. So things like human trafficking, you know, murderers, crime, mafia, those types of things all mm. are dark Mafia is really popular right now. I feel yeah. like it feels like everything, like even the shifter novels, it's like the werewolf mafia. It's I know, like, mafia is like huge. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Oh yeah, I feel right like now. it really exploded in the last <laughs> couple of years. It did. Yeah. And a lot of mafia is dark romance. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's just a, it's a subgenre of dark romance, essentially. And mm-hmm. you know, there's it's also, you know, uh, bully romance falls under the dark romance hood. I don't personally write bully romance or read bully romance, but um, yeah, because bully diff- romance typically takes place in like high school. Yeah, and that doesn't. Yeah, I I prefer yeah. adult. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah, because definitely it's like it's it's it definitely gets a little bit different when you're when you're talking about like essentially kids. I mean, or mm-hmm. young adults. But when adults read about other adults, like okay, I can separate what yeah. is reality and what is fiction. And you know, obviously, this is not something that I would be like enthusiastic about in the real world. No. But <laughs> you know, um, and that's kind of. Like, do you feel like dark romance falls into the taboo genre, or do you feel like taboo is even something even taboo, more like a step further? Taboo is a step further. Taboo is things like you know, you, you there's a lot of things that fall under the taboo. I mean, you can have dark taboo, obviously, but there's mm-hmm. things, you know, lots of things fall under taboo, like relationships that probably are forbidden in re- real mm-hmm. life. You know, that sort of thing yeah. is more to on the long lines of taboo. Um, like mm-hmm. I don't know, kind of. There's a lot of talk about what defines the different genres. And it's very difficult because they do blend into each other a lot Mm -hmm. of the times. You know, you can write a dark romance, but it could also be very taboo depending on what subject you're talking about, I think. That's true. That is true. So, um... So you're more recently writing, but was dark romance what you were a big reader of? Or, like, what's your favorite to read or has been your favorite to read? The funny thing is, is no, I was not originally into dark romance at all. Like, what I originally was really into was fantasy and paranormal. Um, And Mm -hmm. my first ever series was a paranormal romance series. Um, And then one of my friends said to me oh why don't you start reading some dark romance and she recommended one of my one of my favorite dark romance authors is pepper winters um so she was like go and read her and i was like okay i'll read her i started reading her and i was like oh my god this is amazing like because i used to write <laughs> it's like so dangerous yeah, it's, so, it's dangerous. so spicy oh my gosh like i was like oh this is amazing i was just like that i because i've always been drawn to the darker side of like you know paranormal i was like oh this is good i want to listen read more of this and some of it i was just like oh my gosh what these storylines are like really dark and then it kind of inspired my first book and um i read some other dark romance authors as well to kind of get the flavor of it because i think it's very important to read a lot in your genre to understand what elements do to make up your genre and what 
work. So I read a lot, then I wrote my first dark romance, um, which was a trilogy. And then, yeah, and then people like seem to really like it. So I wrote more of it. And that's really what I built my reader base on is dark romance. <laughs> that's so fun. So yeah. what are, so what was that first book series that you published? The first book series is called Corrupt Empire. And the first book is Betrayal, uh, Sacrifice, Then Revenge. And it's essentially about a... Well, this doesn't spoil the story since it happens in the first chapter. Um, the the hero, well, I say a hero, uh, Aiden essentially murders Avery's parents in front of her and then takes her captive for what? various reasons. <gasps> and because she's That's a intense. <laughs> that happens in the first chapter and everyone's like, Sarah, you threw us in the deep end. I was like, yes, I do. Wow. And that's your paranormal? Uh, no, no, that's my dark romance. Oh, oh that's my your dark romance. My paranormal was more uh, like vampires and demons. The first one. Oh, okay. You know, but this was just like contemporary. I just went, okay, I'm not writing paranormal anymore. I'm going to write dark contemporary. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. I mean, like, I, I mean, I'll have to go and read it, but like that, I'm going to instantly hook somebody because now I'm like, well, why did he kill her parents? Like he had to have a decent reason for that maybe yeah he uh well i would say he uh, had a good reason for wanting to do what he did um you know the, the, as the story unfolds you kind of get to see why obviously yeah. what, what, what her family has done to create this and um he kind of you know they, they, they end up obviously falling in love because it's a romance um and yeah. a lot of it, it's really really dark i'm not gonna lie there's a lot of really dark stuff happening in those books but it was my first kind of like foray into it It was the first time I really wrote properly explicit uh steamy times like because my other stuff was tame in comparison to what I wrote in this and then you know I I released it and people were like oh I like this and then Oh, yeah. You know, that's what actually made me successful, more reasonably successful, I think. Oh, people are snatching yeah. that stuff up left and right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's People will, especially if you are on, like, Kindle Unlimited yes. or anything like that. And, like, they will look for the one-star review that says this book had way <laughs> too much sex in it. It was just every other page was mm. so much. Like, they're just constantly having sex <laughs> Whoops, that's a one click. Thank you for your one star recommendation. That's exactly what I needed. It's really funny because genuinely one of my one star reviews started selling my book recently. And the funniest <laughs> thing happened because I'd seen this review. This was just, this is another series that I um last year I wrote and released a a reverse harem dark romance. <gasps> I love series. reverse harem. Um and this this is called it's called the devil syndicate um and Mm -hmm. so I released that and like very early on when I released the first book I got a one-star review and suddenly like I think it was maybe back in January I one of my an author I knew messaged me and said oh your book's being talked about in this Facebook group look they've posted this one star review and loads of people have one clicked it and I was just like what so I joined this group just to see what she was talking about and all of these people are like oh and because this basically this one star review basically says um that the men are really cruel because they chained chained her up naked and I was like well and everyone was like I want to go and read that now and I was just like 
Wow. Okay. Oh my gosh. That kills me. They're like that. Yep. That's my shit. Like, that's great. They were like, (laughs) the, the, the right, the person was like, it's unnecessary. They were unnecessarily cruel. And here's me sitting thinking, yeah, it's a dark romance. The heroes are not supposed to be nice men. So, you know, I don't know what you're really complaining about. It's not like I didn't explicitly state this is a dark romance. Yeah. <laughs> but if it sells my book, it sells my book and it's given me a few fans and they've got on to read some of my other work. So I was like, well, I that's know, amazing. You know, if that's, that's going to sell my book, I'm not going to complain about it. The one star <laughs> review that, that says all this stuff about it, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and that's, you know, and that's something that because I used to, to uh, receive uh, advanced reader copies of books and I was doing a lot of book reviews and stuff and, mm-hmm. and a lot of, and I won't say the names of the PR companies that do this, but a lot of times they'll be like, you know, by agreeing to accept this advanced reader copy, you um, agree to not give it less than three stars. And if you have to give it less than three stars, like you need to tell us why or, or, or if you are going to give less than three stars, wait until after release week. Which, like, I guess is fine, but that I, that's ultimately why I stopped reviewing books, because it was, like, too much pressure. Mm. But but having all kinds of reviews in the spectrum, like, I don't trust any books that have all five star or, like, have only three star and above, because I know, I know that, that, like, the it's not authentic. Mm. Like, but if you have one and two star reviews, I'm like, okay, people actually read this, and they read it to read it. And sometimes those one-star reviews are what actually ends up selling your book. Yeah, exactly. In your case, that is wild. So, so, (laughs) so the paranormal, so was the paranormal your first series or did you start with the dark romance and then you went paranormal? Uh, Paranormal was my first series. Um, I wrote, Mm -hmm. they're not, they're actually my shortest books that I wrote. They're very short, (laughs) but I wrote seven of them. Um, that was supposed to be a five book series, and then um, mm-hmm. one of the characters ended up wanting his own story. Um, so I was like, okay. Oh, don't you love when that happens? So fantastic! Oh my God. And and uh, I, I will tell you who wanted this their own story because I introduced uh, angels and demons, angels into it. I introduced uh, in the last book it was about an angel falling in love with a human, um, and I introduced Lucifer into that story. And then Lucifer was like, I want my own story, man. Give it to me. And I was like, okay. Nice. <laughs> so I gave him his own book, which was probably That's the amazing. darkest book out of all of them because it was Lucifer. And, and was and then that was like probably like, oh, now I'm drifting towards the dark side a little yeah, bit. Yeah, <laughs> it was. And then I wrote one more book that kind of wrapped up a little bit more of that kind of storyline introduced into the the sixth book. And then and then by that time I'd started writing dark romance. So I was like, oh, I kind of want to keep writing dark romance now because I find it fun. <laughs> it's just so fun. So was it hard then transitioning from, because I don't know if it was YA or if it was like. Oh, no, it was or, or, it was normal adult. It was normal, but it just wasn't like quite as. No. Well, it wasn't quite as dark, but it was still pretty steamy. It was reasonably steamy and like not it it was steamy but not in like a fully explicit way like I was very Mm. careful about the language I used when I started yeah I just didn't really know how to write that stuff I was just like okay yeah so what was that like making that transition and how did you figure out how to find the right voice it was really different I think it was it was easier because I my paranormal was written in third person and when Mm. I wrote contemporary dark romance I switched to first person 
And I think it was very difficult to find that voice um, when I started writing it and make sure that the the male voice was very different to the female one. And I think I can see that in my my original trilogy, not saying it's bad, but I can see where I might have not quite achieved that. But then when I started writing more male uh, male point of view, I got better at doing it. And then it, you know, and, and my last series, uh, my reverse harem, I ended up having, that, well, it's four men and one woman. And all the men got their own POV and they're all very, very different and very distinctive. Wow. Um, oh, my gosh. It's, it was very tough for How me to write. How do you keep them all straight? Well, I guess it's, they're not straight. No pun intended. No, two of them are not straight. <laughs> Two of them are not straight. One of them is bi and the other one's pan. And then there was a slight relationship between those two. So it was very, you know, that was the first time I ever really wrote properly non like male, female as well. So it was like, you know, um, I do you ever get like lost and be like, okay, so who is where and who's like keeping track of like where all the bits and pieces are? Yeah, sometimes yes it's just like you have to kind of like think about it really I think I, with that series I built up towards like more adding more partners in and I think I only wrote one one scene where they're all together um because it to the, the nature of the story was it was difficult to not to bring that element in due to the character arcs until the end um mm. but yeah it's just it's just trying to work out where people are and visualizing it in your head which is not easy by the way people like to have to think about these things and doing research as to what is actually physically possible to do as well people yeah. think you know because I've read things where I'm like what how is this even like possible that people are doing this and I was just like I, do, I want to ground this in reality so people don't go okay that's a bit weird like you know yeah which is, you know, everyone asks you, how do you know how to do this? And I'm like, yeah, because I researched it. And I'm not, and, you know, you can probably imagine what type of research I did. I'm not going to go into it, but, <laughs> you know, but, but I had to, because I was like, I want this to be real. I don't want it to yeah. people to read it and think, oh, that's not realistic, you know? Yeah. Because just because people like things that are spicy and mm. steamy doesn't, I mean, some people do like stuff that's really disconnected from reality and it's like, you know, five orgasms in a row and it's like all the time. But then other times it's like, okay, but that's like, that's too much of a stretch of the imagination. It's like, I, you know, I personally like when it's a little bit more realistic, like it's just like slightly better than reality. Yeah. I think that's what I try and do. I mean, I, you know, in the, in the, the, what I like to just to call the fivesome scene, obviously that was quite, a big occasion for the five of them so it might have been slightly on the edge of unrealism but yeah I was like this is the last scene where they you know before this the big- is the grand finale this yeah. is the big fireworks display I was like, you know I, I did obviously try and ground it in reality as much as I could but I wanted to make sure that people like actually read it and thought oh that's enjoy that looks enjoyable and not like she was in pain or something because I was like that's not gonna be pleasant some things I read and I'm just like, no, <laughs> like, no, oh, that doesn't sound fun. No, <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, I'm very much reality. It's like, one of my readers even commented to me, like, you're one of the only authors I've read that actually uses like, a, 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 I wouldn't say the correct amount, but make sure to do things like lubrication and protection and things yeah. like that. It's necessary because I'm like, there's certain things that you 
you can't just skip over that stuff because someone might read that and think, oh, it's fine to do that and then end up hurting yeah. themselves. And I think I have a responsibility not to encourage people to do unsafe sex practices. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that totally – that's something that bugs me too mm-hmm. is like when like everybody's just having sex all the time, never using any protection, but then like nobody gets pregnant. It's fine yes. if it's an accidental pregnancy or secret mm-hmm. baby storyline. That's a different story. <laughs> But then you almost want to make it like obvious that like something went yeah, wrong. Exactly. Like, like, <laughs> like I always have a discussion work. about like at least one discussion saying, okay, well, she is on birth control. So therefore you're okay. Or what? Yeah. Oh, they have a discussion about that because I just think I don't want people thinking that some of my characters are going to get pregnant. Like, cause I think that. So I'm like, why would I do oh, that yeah. to my reader? <laughs> oh yeah. No, if I'm reading a book and like, and I'm like, they didn't. They did not mention it. I'm going to be wondering for the whole rest of the book, like anytime that the main character, like she's feeling a little tired, if she gets food poisoning, or if like anything gets weird, she gets crazy. And I'm like, is she pregnant? I need to know. And I'm like, because I'm not sure. And I'm going to be wondering about it for the whole rest of the book. And then if it doesn't pay off, then I'm mad because I'm like, don't tease me like that. <laughs> I completely agree and it really bugs me and people some people like I don't want to read about contraception and I'm like yeah but you're reading something that's contemporary why you know these things happen (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely no and like I don't think it takes it out of the moment at all and there's definitely ways to make it really sexy and I think I think that's awesome I think Mm -hmm. that's great I think it's so I appreciate that yeah absolutely yeah i have a lot of bugbears in those types of things um so i'm always like making sure that i don't make those mistakes when i write my own like people not cleaning up afterwards and things like that i'm just like yes oh my gosh (laughs) yes and that's actually so uh, so another series that i really enjoy Hmm. is uh the damage like us series i mentioned this on like almost every podcast i'm obsessed (laughs) with kirsten and becca ritchie um and they have very spicy scenes Mm. um and she has a lot of male male romance um but they actually do talk about like cleaning up and like some of the like aspects of um like preparing to have Mm -hmm. sex like is is like a part of it and that's normally just like completely glossed over yeah and that's something that they actually mention it's like oh like thank you for putting because that's like a part of the experience that you know men have and Mm. I think it's important to include that and I've always appreciated that about their stories and always like mentioning the use of contraceptive a contraception or um or you know whatever Mm -hmm. yeah me too like when I when I was like okay I'm gonna have to write some male male stuff I actually did again researched it made sure that I knew I was talking about before I even Mm -hmm. wrote it because I was like I'm not a guy yeah <laughs> like I don't know I don't know so I was like okay I want to make sure that there's preparation and you know all of that business and it's not like done distastefully and you know and I think the yeah. biggest thing for me is I never wanted to make it like other I don't I, when I wrote male male romance I never othered it I just made them normal people who happen to be men yeah. and that's where I try and fo- do it all the time because I know some people are like how can you write the male perspective you're a woman and I'm like it's called research and like understanding yeah. men. 
And and treating them like human beings. This exactly. is something that uh, A.G. Porter and I were talking about, like mm-hmm. when writing from other perspectives, whether you're writing about someone whose ethnicity is different than yours. Yes. If you're a female writing about a male character, if you're a straight character writing about or a straight writer writing about LGBTQ, treat mm-hmm. them like human beings and start from a place of humanity and what a human would experience versus like tokenizing them. And I think that that's a really great place to start. And then getting feedback, you know, if you can from members of that community be like, Hey, Mm -hmm. like, can you let me know, like how close am I to getting this right? And if not, can you tell me what I can do better? Exactly. And I actually have thankfully got male readers who kind of, you know, have said to me, yeah, this is, I get this. So, you know, it's, it's a different, it's not, it's not easy to write from another perspective, but as long as you do start from, this is another human being you're on the right track like absolutely you know and I never make I never write stories about them being men I just write stories about them being humans like or anyone would go through like I you know people who are confused about their sexuality that's something that you can include in the story even if you've never experienced that yourself you know mm-hmm. so I think it's a it's important to make sure that you do approach these and don't other them because that's what that's yeah. that's what I find when I'm reading those types of stories is that yes. a lot of the time they are othered and I just don't like that mm. at all I'm like mm. <laughs> yeah and there's a lot of unfortunate tropes out mm. there as well like you know I've had a really hard time trying to find a good representation in books and you know something where it's like not bury your gaze you know, something where yes. like the the gay character is a token character and then they die mm-hmm. in order to further the main characters. And so like I've been on this mission to find like more diverse books that centralize those di- diverse voices. And it's not just kind of like adding it in there. Mm. Um, so there's there's a lot of really problematic tropes yeah, out I there. Agree. And yeah. there's like very stereotyped stereotypical mm-hmm. ways of people writing men like gay men and i don't like that at all i'm no. like i just want they they make them sound like they're not men and i don't mm-hmm. like that i'm like if you're gonna write a man make him sound like a man it doesn't matter if he's gay like i think mm-hmm. we have too much representation representation of this certain stereotype of men in the media and i just don't yeah. like that and i'm like not all men mm-hmm. are like that absolutely <laughs> oh my gosh you would love damage like us then you would absolutely love it maximoff and pharaoh are just they're amazing <laughs> <laughs> they're incredible it's like when i keep raving about it to anyone who yeah. listens to me and i'm like you have to read damage like us it's so good um but yeah, yeah they they did a wonderful yeah and so yeah so they have like three books from Maximoff and Pharaoh's perspective, so male-male. Mm-hmm. And then the most recent book is a poly relationship, male-female-male. Mm-hmm. And then they also have some heterosexual relationships yeah. as well. Um, but just like it's – and it's one of those series where like you meet the char- like these other characters and like mm-hmm. they get their own book and then this character gets their own book. It's really amazing. <laughs> so I highly recommend that one. Um so we've talked about some of the not so great tropes, but do you have some tropes or kind of like plot lines that you really enjoy either reading <laughs> or writing? Like, what are your favorites? Um, oh, my gosh. I mean, I suppose everyone kind of says, oh, I love enemies to lovers. But I do kind of like I think a lot of dark romance mm-hmm. has enemies to lovers. So I do enjoy yeah. writing it. But I enjoy writing it in different ways from just straight. I hate you. and You hate me. Um, mm-hmm. I like to kind of ex- expand into different things and you know 
uh, my most recent book, which is coming out at the end of this month, uh, okay. is, is technically an enemies to lover story, but it's also got uh, a forbidden aspect to it. It's kind of a little bit of star-crossed lovers as well. And there's lots of, you know, it's not just enemies to lovers. I wanted to. And also this series that I'm writing is very different from anything else I've written. So it's a bit. Oh, um, so how uh, I'm curious now. So how is it? <laughs> well, different from all the others. Uh, this this series wasn't intention supposed to be a series because um, I finished writing my uh, the Devil Syndicate, which is my verse harem, and then I wrote this uh, male male romance, which is called Our Darkest Hour, and it is a very long book. It's the longest one of the longest books I've ever. Well, at the time was the longest book I'd written and it spanned across from when these boys were seven years old to when they're 24 so it was a oh, big wow. like from when the first day that they met to their happy ever after and it was very it was dark but it wasn't my normal dark romance um it has had the dark like topics discussed in it and um but yeah I wrote that and it was supposed to be a standalone and then one of the characters in that story decided they wanted a story and then they decided that they wanted uh, a story involving <laughs> okay i don't want to spoil the devil syndicate but they obviously have their happy ever after and they have children and this character uh... decided i want to have my happy ever my relationship with one of the kids and i was like are you kidding me so I ended up writing, I'm writing their children's stories. So, and they're all kind of the same thing where they they have time jumps in them and they have, mm-hmm. you know, so they're not, they are varying shades of different dark. And obviously the first one is a male, male, the second male, female. Then I had to write another male, male story. Mm-hmm. And the last two are male, female. Uh, I'm writing the last one at the moment so that's exciting and they all have very different tropes in them and I just thought oh, okay mm-hmm. but uh it was a scary releasing them because they're different to what I normally write but some of my yeah different. and not being sure how people are going to receive it so yeah. <laughs> a lot of enemies to lovers which I imagine a, a guy who comes in and murders your parents yes that's it and <laughs> kidnaps you <laughs> That is definitely enemies to lovers. Yeah. But what what are some other? Uh, I love I love friends to lovers. Actually, I, I've written a few oh, friends to lovers. Yeah, those ones are. Oh, I love friends yeah. to lovers. Uh, I also really just I my favorite romances are forbidden romances. Mm-hmm. That is my jam. If it's a forbidden romance, I'm like yes, please. I don't know what it is about it. I was just obsessed with it. Um, and I also kind of like a. Um, age gap romances but they have, they have to be certain type of age gap romances and the, because sometimes I find that they write the heroines way too immature and I just don't understand mm-hmm. why the guy is interested in her so yeah there's that mm-hmm. you know I've read a lot of them and some of them just don't hit the mark for me um yeah but those are yeah forbidden and age gap are kind of like some of my most favorite things <laughs> <laughs> and they have to be steamy like yes of course that's of like, course. I, I always have to I have to be careful when I give recommendations to people. Yeah. They're like, oh, Allie, you're a big reader. You like books. Can you recommend a book for me? And I'm like, um, hold on, we gotta we gotta cover some ground rules first. Yeah. <laughs> like, are we on a scale of fade to black to 
Fifty Shades of Grey, which like that's the <laughs> reference point that like everybody knows. Yes. I'm like, you know, Twilight to Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. Where where are you on the spectrum? Because like I need to know because I made a mistake one time of giving someone a book and they, they're like, oh, I'm going on vacation. I need some books to read. And I'm like, oh, I just got back from a reader convention. I have so many books. Like, do you want to borrow? And I'm like, do you want a cowboy or do you want a biker? <laughs> Yes. And I told her, I told her it was spicy. I said, I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. this is, and I'm like, or I think I said saucy. So I think maybe it's like the, the terminology you need to be very careful with. Yes. I'm like, it's, I'm like, it's one of my saucy, like romance books. Like, you know, and she's like, oh yeah, that's great. That's great. And I think she even said like, well, I read 50 shades of gray. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So I give her this biker book that I had not personally <laughs> read yet. Which is my first mistake. You've got to pre-screen your books before you give recommendations. She came back from her trip and she was like, holy shit, Allie. What? (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, sorry, did you not like it? She's like, I didn't say I didn't like it, but holy crap. (laughs) Yeah, I did. Oh my gosh, yeah. I don't I try not to like recommend books unless I know what person is into because I'm just like, mm-hmm. mm. you know. Luckily a lot of people who ask me, I know that they're into incredibly spicy books. Yeah. So uh, I'm on the scale of fifty shades of grey, like probably yeah. more than fifty shades of grey at times. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's like it goes even darker yeah. than that. Um, yeah. Because fifty shades of grey isn't really that dark, it's just very problematic. <laughs> Yeah, no. Yeah, it's really problematic. And so like, so does that make it because like, I'm not, it's not that I don't think I wouldn't enjoy a BDSM. I just know that that one did not represent BDSM very well. Um, I think a lot of books written like now, not all of them, but a lot of them are representing it better. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say all of mine are represented completely 100% how the community is, but um, because mm-hmm. it is dark romance and it is fantasy. Well, fiction yeah. is it's fiction, so I kind of liberally use my imagination, but um, I do try to ground it in the, the practices of BDSM if I do actually write mm-hmm. any sort of BDSM. I have written BDSM into my books. Um, that's yeah. just a, a thing and I've written things that people probably would raise their eyebrows about because they were like oh I didn't know that this is a thing you know one of my favorite books um is not that I haven't written personally but it's about uh someone who has um what's called CNC which is consent non-consent fantasy and I ended up writing something like that and it turns out this actually ends up being one of people's favorite scenes in the entire series really wow um and I think it has to do with the fact that the character development is quite extensive for that character Mm. Um, but you know uh so I have written stuff that people might raise their eyebrows about well as long as you do it in a way that's, you know, make sure that there is consent there. It's not really a big deal. Well, it's, yeah. you know, it's important that you do try and represent it correctly in to the best of your ability. But mm-hmm. I don't know that the, the BSM community would be very impressed with all of the things I've yeah. written. But I'm writing dark well, romance. Think, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that's the difference is, mm. like, I feel like Fifty Shades was not sold as dark romance yes 
I think it was sold as like, oh, this is this is BDSM, you know, because he's like, oh, I'm I'm a dom and, you know, I haven't personally read it because, like, Mm -hmm. honestly, I just like couldn't get into it. it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And so but and I and so I I can't I guess I can't say exactly like Mm. for sure that it like it was meant to represent like somewhat accurately what a BDSM relation or at least like that's what it presented itself as. yes it did. versus in dark like mm-hmm. you expect like when yes. it when it is labeled as dark like you know that it's going to have those elements but it's not necessarily going to it's not billing itself as like a bdsm romance no. it's a dark romance and so different things are going to be happening exactly i've never billed my romances as, as bdsm they have elements of it in, you know, they mm-hmm. have kinks in them. But I never say this is a BDSM romance because it isn't. It's it's not. It just mm-hmm. uses elements of those to, you know, mm-hmm. give the characters different, you know, tastes in their uh, in the bedroom. So because um, I like exploring different things, you know, because yeah. It's fun. It's fun to to explore that fantasy and do mm. the research and, you know, and, and I just find it so interesting because, like, I don't know, like, I certainly do not find myself <laughs> acting out. No. <laughs> in the book, but it's really fun to read about it. It is. You know? I think that's the reason that a lot of women read dark romances because it is a yeah. fantasy and it's something that you can read in a safe way. And- yeah. You know, it's a safety thing. You can read it and be like, oh, that's really hot. But you wouldn't, it doesn't mean that you want to do that in real life. And I think that's what I kind of make a very big point about dark romances. So many people are like, oh, you're representing toxic relationships. And I'm like, yes, but, but it, it's marketed as adults who can understand the difference between fact and fiction. And, you know, that's where I draw the line is this is not real. It's a fantasy. Mm-hmm. And so therefore you can be a bit more liberal with things like, you know consent in the real world verbal consent isn't very important in books because you can see inside people's heads yes there is a difference and i think people fail to realize that that that, you know you can actually see what the person's thinking and so even if they're not saying yes in their head they are saying yes so you can there is implied consent there you know and you can Mm -hmm. be a bit more liberal with it but in real life no there is a very big line that you should not cross. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and that's like, that's so interesting because I I personally have not read a lot of uh, dark romance, but mm. this is definitely really intriguing to me. Um, it's just interesting to know more about it because, like, I I don't know that I would say I was yeah. like, afraid of reading because I just I like a lot of spice, <laughs> I like a lot of danger yeah. in my stories. Um, but I kind of I think I maybe looked at dark romance. It was like maybe this isn't for me. But now I'm like okay, like I definitely see like the fun and the appeal <laughs> of it. Yeah, yeah, I think it is something. I think people just don't really are scared of it because they don't really understand that it's not necessarily people. You know that we that it's not. Well, some people think that it's like people going around abusing other people and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And dark romance has nothing to do with abuse. Like it's not. Mm-mm. There is there are books like that, but this, as long as if I think they're mostly labeled and they're normally falling other more erotic dark romance as opposed to like dark normal dark romance and. Mm-hmm. You know, you can kind of tell where the level of it's difficult because uh, everyone's definition of dark romance is different, and that's 
you know what's dark for one person isn't necessarily dark for another person but as long as it's under the dark romance banner you're usually safe i think that yeah you know um but yeah it's or not- if that's not your thing it's <laughs> very clearly labeled to be like oh, okay i i know what i'm getting into or not getting into so like i know i know what's okay and what's not exactly okay. for me personally yeah. exactly and i think uh, the more that you read and if you ask for recommend i like i'm in a, a this dark romance group and people will recommend things certain things that they want they'll go do you have a book that's like got this this and this in it and people are like yes this book has that and that book so you can actually find groups that will you can ask them for certain things and they will go these books what that is mm-hmm. you know there is a big community of dark romance readers they're very passionate about their books and they really don't like it when people try and like come for them over it because it's like we're not hurt we're not hurting anyone no, like absolutely not we're just reading fiction that might be slightly a bit dubious in in real life context but it's fiction it's not you know yeah well and I think it's the same I mean it's all it's all fiction Mm. like who's to say one is like more more fictiony than another because you know obviously like we don't have dragon shifters in real life we don't have faded mates in real life like that's not a thing that actually happens so it's like just because it's contemporary we're like no 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 like that can't happen be like so neither can dragons exactly i'm just like i'm not writing about reality right now yes i ground my stories in realism but then you know i don't yeah it's not reality it's like people go you know i had a complaint that people will use okay okay. because all of my stories are set in the uk because i am british and that's Mm -hmm. my culture and i know it that so very well i thought you know what i'm just going to write about my own culture because that's who i want to write about um, and someone who is British complained that people were going around with guns and in the UK, um, guns are banned. Oh, yeah. See, I don't know what that's like. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I understand that because it's like it is illegal for someone to own a handgun. You can't like because yeah. uh, mm-hmm. there's various reasons why these laws came in. They haven't been, you know, because we had shootings and people like no we're not having this and the government banned all it's not all guns they're still sport guns sporting weapons mm-hmm. and things that can be used but you as a private citizen you can't own a gun usually mm-hmm. unless you have a license for it and yeah um but you can't own a handgun so and i was like uh, and they were complaining that they were complaining of too many guns and i was just sitting there thinking these people are criminals they can get access to guns okay yeah like they're it's, not good people. No, I was like, they can get access to guns just because people like normal people are not allowed guns. They're illegal mm. weapons. There's still an illegal weapon trade in the UK. There's still illegal drugs. Do you think yeah. people can't get hold of them if they try? They're criminals. I was like, really, you're making a complaint about that? Jesus Christ! Like, oh my god. <laughs> Meanwhile, I just started laughing. <laughs> I was like, meanwhile, in America, my my sister went to get an acupuncture treatment and her acupuncturist was open carrying because that's a thing. I know. I was just like, happened in the US. I just found it hilarious. It? And they were, yeah. they actually then ended up accusing me of not being from the UK because of this. And I was like, one, criminals can get hold of weapons too this is fiction i'm not writing about the actual real world it's my fantasy yeah. world of this that's based in reality you could be writing about a version of england that doesn't have gun laws exactly uh, well 
I do I do specifically state that the guns are illegal, like because they are criminals. Oh, yeah. But um it's just like, yeah, I could have a world. And they where still they are. complain. Yeah. They still complain. Even you say like, oh, they're but like here is my illegal gun that I acquired. Where did you get that? You know? Yeah, I'm just like, why how do you think they have them? Like these men have openly stated that yeah. they they've killed people, they've kidnapped a girl whose father is like the biggest crime lord in the in the yeah like excuse me why would they not have weapons like well and like i guess i know in some sense that like organized crime mm. does exist and yeah. like mafias exist but like i but <laughs> but probably not how we're writing them in books no. though like that and it's like at, and they're and you're not going to call out that you're really going to harp on the gun and I'm not the sorry. fact that like this is not what actual crime organizations look like. <laughs> exactly. I was just, I just laughed over it. I was just like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't really be bothered to like, it was just, it just made me laugh. Yeah. I was just like, okay, whatever. You, if that's what you want to complain about, fine. But no one else has complained about it. No one else who is from the UK has complained about it. So I yeah. don't know what you're getting. I was like, the, you know, I don't write good people. I write criminals. In fact, yeah. most people I write are not good people. <laughs> see and that's not the stuff that gets me like the stuff that gets me is like like weird little details Mm -hmm. that I would have taken like a quick little google search to like find the answer of like I was reading a book where the main character was a school counselor and I'm a school counselor Mm -hmm. and they were talking about how like everyone kept commenting on how young this person was and it's like well you know I, I started college early and you know I did like an accelerated course so I graduated in three years and I was like, you can't be a school counselor with a, with three years of school. You have to do four years of school and then you have to graduate and then you have to go to a second school and you have to get two more years of school. And yeah. it's like, I don't know why. So it's like, that, that's my that's my gun. And I'm like, you have to have a master's degree to be a counselor. Like, that's inaccurate. Oh, my God. I've had this, like, I try to do as much research as possible when I'm writing things mm-hmm. like this. Like, I even research, like, how long, like the how long people get sentenced to prison here for certain crimes yeah. i had to look that up mm-hmm. and i had to work out what sentencing this person would have because they were in prison for murder yeah. and i was like okay and because we don't over here we don't have things like the death penalty it, we don't even really have life in prison like it's uh, that you have a minimum people do get put in prison for life for yeah but there is a yeah. minimum so, for like a lot of things <laughs> yeah like people do and people are not let out like for doing horrific yeah. things like what what the character or even like or even like not horrific things. yeah like, like you know like so I had to understand all of that to make sure that when I wrote it, mm-hmm. it was accurate. So, so someone couldn't come at me and say, this person wouldn't be in a prison for that long. I'm like, excuse me, did you read what he did? <laughs> yes, he would. <laughs> let me show you the penal code. Yes, let me show you where it says, this is how it's people that get sentenced for doing these certain things. And, what, and if they're in mitigating sen- circumstances, which there weren't in this case, like there was nothing <laughs> Like I described in graphic detail what this person did, and there were, but thankfully no one yeah. came for me about that. And there's just been so many things where people have gone, oh, what that would, wouldn't be the case. And I'm just like, I try my best to research, but I have to also yeah. be liberal. With you know, it's mm-hmm. then very difficult. Well, 
do you ever do you ever worry so i know you guys don't have the fbi but my sister and i always joke like um (laughs) like hello fbi agent that is monitoring my computer activity like no i am not actually planning on murdering someone yeah we we have a like mi5 instead so they might come after me wonder and be like what is she doing (laughs) yeah like i I swear i'm an author exactly i always get really worried i'm like oh no why why they're like, why are you researching about prison sentences? Why are you searching about how people get, like, murders? I had to research when people do autopsies, like, two days ago to make sure that I'd written this thing correctly. I was like, oh, okay. So if- Which I'm sure is really fun search history combined with your other research yeah. that you have to do. <laughs> I'm just like, people must think I'm, like, really weird. But I'm like, I write, okay. I, yeah. I'm not that interested in that otherwise. <laughs> Like, I don't care how long sentencing happens. I've never been in- arrested. Like, why would I know But those that? are the kind of details that'll plague me, though. Those are yeah. the things that and I'm like, oh, I could just like, I, and you know, and as I start writing, I'm like, just keep writing. And I'm like, nope, I got to go down the rabbit hole exactly. of the internet and figure out what the answer to this is. Like, I'm, I'm currently working on a bodyguard romance. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, and the main character was dishonorably discharged from the military, or less than honorably discharged from the military, but I had to figure out why and like, what could they have done that would result in that happening that made sense for the character. And I I like had to research so much to figure out. And I'm like, what exactly did this girl do? And, And I was like, and I couldn't continue the rest of the story until I figured it out. And I'm like, like, I need to know. I've got to know. I'm exactly the same. And the the funny thing is people are like, didn't you research this before? And I'm like, no, because I don't plan my stories. So once I get to a bit where I'm like, I need to know what this is, I'll spend hours, like, or maybe not hours sometimes, but I will spend a long time researching it and then I'll go back to my book. I definitely spend more time than I should. The same. (laughs) Let's be honest. I had to like do a massive amount of research on concussion, on on, like breaking wrist, like how Mm -hmm. healing, like all of this business. Because I just was like, well, I need to know this because it's important the story because otherwise well yeah because if somebody punches a wall like Mm. and and your story is takes place over the course of let's say a week like their hand is going to be unusable for the whole rest of the week yes and also yeah and it's like and i've seen what it looks like after you know because i work in a school so sometimes Mm. like kids get angry and i've seen what happens when somebody punches a concrete wall Mm. repeatedly and i'm like (laughs) and it's like you wouldn't be able you know like you wouldn't be able to to use your hand <laughs> no. you know next thing you know they're like using a handgun with that same hand that you know is broken and i'm like you wouldn't be able to move your fingers like come on get it together oh my god that stuff really annoys me because i'm like why it's simple research it doesn't even actually yeah. take that long to research that either and i'm just like come on mm-hmm. that stuff annoys me because so, i spend so much time researching it myself that i get annoyed when other people do <laughs> But I think that's the fun of that. I think that's why people that write enjoy writing so much Mm. because you get to be, and maybe it's just my ADD brain (laughs) is like, I get this hyper fixation and I'm like, I want to learn everything there is to know about the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Like I want to know, do I want to become an FBI agent? No, (laughs) but I just want to like, I'm going to know everything there is to know about it and, and the training and, you know, Mm -hmm. or I want to know everything there is to know about medical school. And so it's like, you do get to become like a mini expert and you can acquire this knowledge. Um, I saw somebody on TikTok refer to it as Tony Starking. (laughs) 
Um, and I thought that was brilliant <laughs> because like the line of like, when did you become an expert in thermo dynamic yeah. or whatever? And it's like, oh, last night. It's like, when did you become <laughs> an expert in uh, in handguns? Like yesterday. That's <laughs> how prison I, sentencing. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is I've done so, I've researched so much about like people are like prisons and because just because it simply fascinates me, I actually know way more about the American penal system than I do the UK. <laughs> and that's just because I've watched so many documentaries about it. And then I watch like tons of documentaries about serial killers. I know that sounds really creepy. But, um, oh, wow. Yeah. It's not well, because, I mean, true crime is yeah, a true huge. crime is huge. But I'm yeah. fascinated with why people do what they do. Like I'm fascinated mm-hmm. with the human mind. So that type of like behavior fascinates me on so many levels and i'm just like i need mm-hmm. to know all of this and i thought because we don't actually get that many serial killers in the uk so i will uh, i know lots about them mm-hmm. which i know sounds crazy but um i don't know why <laughs> um it is what it is but um it's, it's just interesting to me um and especially because it, it helps inform my writing because i'm writing like you know dark characters who might have come from like dark backgrounds and have issues so I like to learn why they are the way they are so I can write them mm-hmm. accurately really accurately because it's to me it's important to represent those things in a way yeah. that's not you know offensive to someone because like discussing things that involve mental health is important to know what you're talking about um, yeah absolutely and that's another thing that I watch for it's like mm-hmm. and I I feel like I have a little bit more base knowledge because I do have a psychology degree yeah. because I am a counselor so then when I see stuff and be like oh well this person has OCD mm-hmm. you know um or they're they're misrepresenting like what that mental health and like what that mental illness looks like but then yeah. I'm always really pleased when I see it really well represented and it shows like people really understand it and and again not just tokenizing it not no. othering it like making it a part of the story exactly um I actually did that with one of my books I wrote about someone who has depression and I have personally suffered with anxiety and depression so I wrote essentially used my story to mm-hmm. inform the feelings of this character um and that was a really difficult book to write before that reason but um I think it was very important to represent that and actually people really appreciated it they were like oh yeah because in the end of the book I wrote okay well I actually have suffered from these things like yeah. I admitted it and I don't mind admitting it because it's you know a part of my life it's not some sort of a you know, taboo thing like oh I've suffered from mental health issues okay whatever like <laughs> it's not who I am it's just a part yeah. of it you know, when I think it was really important for me to write that story, um, that book specifically is called Our Darkest Scar. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that was a, a difficult book. But I think it's very important to represent those things correctly and yeah. people who are getting help on those things and, you know, because it is very difficult. Yeah. Well, and I appreciate your honesty and like and putting that into the book. And I know that that can't have been that couldn't have been easy, you know, really putting like so much of yourself into it. No. But like I'm that would that means can could end up meaning so much to somebody else who reads that and is experiencing those things yes. and to help them feel seen. Um, you know, especially like, yeah. you know, and this time right now, like I just feel like everyone is suffering like so much more like you know, if they were struggling with their mental health before mm-hmm. being in the pandemic like you're everyone is struggling like even more yeah. than before and you know I just think that it's really important that 
you know, we, we represent that and show that it's, it's okay to talk about, even if it's something that we write about in books, Yeah, it's something that can be openly discussed and it's okay to talk to other people about what's going on and how you're feeling and getting help and that you're not crazy, (laughs) that you're, there's not something wrong with you, you know? Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what the story was about. It was it was also about loving someone with a mental health issue, and I think mm-hmm. that was kind of where I went, went with it. I didn't in, set, when I set out to write this, I didn't actually set out to write it in that way. That's just what came out, and I did have yeah. a lot of people kind of say, "I don't know how to start." Like the, when the reviews came in, they were like, "I don't know how to start this review because I feel so many things right now," and like a lot of people yeah. said, "I'm really pleased you wrote the story because the representation of mental health was really." well done and you know some people didn't enjoy it but I think they missed the point of the book yeah like Mm -hmm. they were like oh I didn't like this character because they were you know too mean to the other one I'm like he was suffering from depression yeah it's not an excuse for his behavior but it's no yeah it's the reason why he was so messed up and like and also the difficulty with this one it was a male male romance and like he suffers with difficulties with the fact that he's bisexual and all sorts of things and I was like there is a lot going on there yeah um so I thought you know what I'm just gonna go ahead and write That's this so great though to like to understand because a lot of times people don't realize like when people mm-hmm. think of depression or when they think of anxiety they just think of somebody being sad and not being able mm-hmm. to get out of bed and they don't realize you know some of like the feelings of anger or being like, especially with anxiety, like people getting irritable because like you just, it puts you in fight or flight mode and not even realizing how much that impacts all these other things. And it doesn't just look like a person looking sad. Sometimes it makes them look like an asshole. And then instead of just writing that person off and saying like, well, that person's just an asshole. I'm not going to talk to them anymore. Mm -hmm. Be like, Hey, like I'm noticing that, you know, you're extra cranky, um, be like, are you okay? Like yeah. what's going And just like asking each other, like, are you okay? <laughs> and checking in. So I, I appreciate that exactly. very like well-rounded representation of that. Yeah. It was really important. And, and the, his love interest was also going through his own stuff. So it wasn't like mm-hmm. a, it was, you know, I tried to make sure that there was both, in fact, both characters had parts of me because the other guy was an introvert, which I am, and it's also, and mm-hmm. so it was very hard for me to write. But I think it was very important, like to represent those things accurately and how it does feel to love someone who has those mental health issues, and yeah. then from the other side to see what it was like for that person to try and find themselves and accept who they are, and you know, obviously get help for what they were going through, and you know, mm-hmm. that I think. That was my. That's one of my favorite books I've written because it one it was so personal yeah. and two because it represented it so well. Yeah. Like even me. What was the title of that one? That one's called Our Darkest Scar. It's the third Our, book in this yeah. series. Um, Do you have to read the first two? Because like I'm ready to just jump to book three. No, you <laughs> don't necessarily have to because they are all stand. They do stand alone as their own books. Mm-hmm. Um, but you will obviously see the dynamic of uh, their parents because they have five parents. Like, I'm about to go download that one right now. Our Darkest Scar. (laughs) Our Darkest Scar. Oh, my gosh. Uh, It's one of my favorite also book covers um, because I do my own book covers as well. Oh, you do? Well, I have started doing them a lot. uh, I think only one of my series now doesn't have my own book covers on it. But um, Mm -hmm. Ooh, oh, my gosh. Ooh, <laughs> that cover i oh my gosh i love it all of those, co- that those is are my beautiful. favorite covers um they're all kind of like that 
guess. And, and then there's the most recent. That one. is an excellent cover. I, can I just say like that's I love the sim- how simplistic it is like it's just like it's quiet it's not too busy it's just like it's very yeah. moody I like it and this is the one coming out like this month of the month oh you can't really see it very oh well. yeah our darkest maze oh yeah so they're all like the same they're all the same from our darkest yeah. hour to um Mm-hmm. And I haven't obviously released the fifth book's cover yet, but um, I will soon. Yeah, that one. Just... And and for our listeners, I'm looking at it right now. Mm. And so, our darkest scar is on Kindle Unlimited. Are yes. all your books on Kindle Unlimited? Uh, pretty much all of them, okay. apart from one series is not. And that's there is mm-hmm. they're short novella, erotic romance novellas, so they're not quite mm. the same as my normal books for them. <laughs> Everything awesome. else is on Kindle Unlimited, and they're staying in Kindle Unlimited. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I'd like to give you a chance to kind of plug all of your titles. And, oh, you know, gosh, okay. we did mention that we can find find pretty much all of your titles on Kindle Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we wrap up today, I definitely want to let you plug all of your socials and your websites and where if um, listeners want to interact with you or learn mm-hmm. more about your books. Um, just give us all your details. Okay, well, my, my website is sarahbaileywriter.com and you can find all of my books on there. Obviously, all of my books are on Amazon. Uh, one of my series is on all other platforms, which is called The Dirty Series, which is a series of short erotic novellas that are kind of very high heat. With, nice. Uh, uh, so those are, um, but you can find all of my dark romances are all in Kindle Unlimited um, on Amazon. So, and... On my social media, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, um, and Twitter. Most of them are S. Bailey author, uh, and I think talk, TikTok is Sarah Bailey author. I'm not quite. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'll put all of the links in the uh, in the show notes yeah. so that you can find her. <laughs> um, I am most active on TikTok and Instagram. I do a lot of Instagram stories, so if you want to know what I, I'm doing, probably the best place to find. It's on there, but I do make silly TikTok videos, and which I very much enjoy. <laughs> um, so that's my kind of biggest thing most recently is joining TikTok and making all sorts of fun videos. Um, so if you want to interact with me, please go ahead because I will answer any questions people have. I have a Facebook group, so you can join that. Um, and I usually do lives on TikToks on Friday evenings um i didn't oh fun yeah. i'll have to tune in next friday or i'll have yes. to see <laughs> what time hold on i'm gonna have to do some calculations because i don't know if most of your are most of your fans in the uk or most of your fans my, in the US? most of my fans are in the u.s funnily enough they seem to love oh, the okay. fact my u.s readers love the fact that my stories are british we're all we're really we're all anglophiles yes. and we just wish that we could <laughs> We could become a part of Britain again. Please take us back. I'm so sorry for what happened with the tea. For the love of God, please, oh can we come home? You're welcome. Well, you're welcome here. We're very, very actually. We're in, funny can you come pick yeah. me up? I don't feel safe anymore. Um, no, most of my followers in America. Um, and I think I I usually do mine uh, start at about nine o'clock in the evening of uh, UK time. Okay. So I think that's about 4 p.m. on Eastern. Perfect. I'll be off of work. Yeah. Awesome. And That'll I'm usually fantastic. on for like two to three. <laughs> One time I was on for like five hours, which was ridiculous. And I went to bed at like 2 a.m. I did not mean to do that. But I'm usually on for about three if you're, hours. Time flies when you're having fun. Exactly. Absolutely. And I don't get that much social interaction with the pandemic. So. I know. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, what's the name of your Facebook group? Because I want to make sure we don't uh, forget the Facebook group. Sarah Bailey Sinners. <laughs> because we are, we're very, my books are extremely sinful if anyone, I, I make no apologies for that number. <laughs> No, I love it. I, I always <laughs> love the different the the names for the for the different author groups. Like Pippa Grant is the Pip Squad, and um, yeah, I, I I love all the all the different names for all the different groups. So Sarah Bailey Sinners, <laughs> go check that out on Facebook. This was so much fun. I this yeah. was really great. I really appreciate you coming and recording with me today. Um, yeah, and. That's awesome. All right. Well, I think that's all the time we have for today. Um, But I look forward to hearing about your upcoming releases and um, for the newest book that's going to be coming out. um, Refresh my memory. The newest one. It's Our Darkest Maze. And that comes out on the 31st of March. Okay. Our Darkest Maze comes out the 31st of March. So definitely go check it out. All right. Thank you so much. to this week's episode of reading with the lights off be sure to like and subscribe and leave me a voicemail on the anchor app i would love to hear from you and remember romance readers do it in the dark Mm